Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello. This is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Do, 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 do. Exciting and new. Go online. Mm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you've only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. <laughs> it's 90 day gate. Let's fly. Decision, y'all. Poodle said, I'm just waiting for you. And I said, If I had a dollar for every time I waited for you to acclimate your biosphere, you need to live in a biosphere. Remember how popular biospheres were? And that movie with Polly Shore, yes, you could be in a. I had to make one with Richard Vertries. Oh, he's still one of my high school friends. He was so hot, y'all. He was the hottest guy in high school, and I love his wife, Lacey. He, he used to be a pig farmer in Kansas. He also served your country, both of them, because the whole family serves, and he is sexy. She's gorgeous, too. Pretty couple. Hi, Richard and Lacey. Anyway, I'll never forget my high school reunion. He was smoking pot, and he's like, do you want some? And I totally flashed back. I felt pressure at fucking 31 years old that I needed a smoke doobie with Richard because I was like, hot guy asked me, hot guy asked me, what do I do? Did you? No. <laughs> Boy, that was a shitty end to that story. You take, well, a, I, you take a, a bit of the doobie if the hot guy asked you. And that's you why. sucked him off. And that's why you've dated a lot of guys who were in prison. Because <laughs> you've made choices. Because I would do some doobie and then I would get paranoid and get naked. I had to keep my cool together. You know what? I've, I don't regret a single choice that I have made. Um, I strike that. <laughs> I literally just was waiting. Y'all, welcome to Naughty Day Gays. I got welcome. a lot of regrets, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? Though I don't regret. I don't. Re- I don't regret a ton. 
I regret some things were stupid, but they taught me a lot. A lot of stuff I don't regret. I can just yeah, I can laugh at it. But um, I yeah, there's only a couple. Of things I don't I have regret. a ton of I don't have a ton of shame about things that I've done. Uh, mostly because that's all my issues, um, and I've kind of gotten past a lot of it. But um, uh, speaking of people, speaking of people who don't have regrets, this is part two, you guys. Of hi. Hey, do we have any announcements, Poodle, this week? Oh, we I think we do. We didn't do that on part one. Oh, well. It's fine. We can do them now. Y'all, we Let's have a bike. Let's do that. We have a bike curious episode coming out this week. It's number four of our four bike curious per month because Lalu's gone. Um, and y'all, you asked and we, acc- we acceded to you and we're doing Bridezilla's. That comes in on that's on WeTV and that's Thursday, September twenty fourth, uh, I believe at ten uh, nine central, something like yep. that. Yeah, yep. No, ten nine central on WeTV. It's the first season of episode thirteen. Yes, um, and and of course it's going to be ridiculous. A lot of brides ex- with big expectations, and someone will do one thing and they'll lose their minds. It's, yeah, it's going to be Brides' Expectations and a gay man uh, getting real and defeating all of their sense of happiness. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's like me. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> what did I – someone said something on the Sissy Squad. That's our Facebook group. Y'all join the Sissy Squad. We have fun in there. Um, someone I, – I completely ruined someone something for someone this week, and I can't remember what it was. But weekly, I'm ruining something. <laughs> it's a list. Maybe it's, it's a list. Maybe it was like the fox and the hound, uh, where I where the little fox was like catching like uh, water in his mouth, and I referred to it as something jizz, um, and it ruined that movie for I think uh, Heather Perez. <sighs> Uh, well, I think any other now, I know for our, if you're in the gay tree and at the top tier, we're going to be doing our YouTube live coming up. So look out for that. We'll let you know when. probably be not this week, but the following. It's going to be a little different, y'all, because we're trying to do, we're in two places now doing a YouTube live. So probably, well, it should be, it should be the 27th. That's Sunday, the September the 27th. Um, so we'll have to figure that out. We might, we might pop it to October. We'll see. We will we'll see. We're, we're, we're doing our best. It's not poodle. We it's are, me. we are locationally so. challenged. I, I appreciate you taking the mantle, but we're both, we're both having to deal with it. Well, it's just y'all right now. I have to be at the you hospital have- and I only can be there from like seven to seven. So that's my, my dad time. And I have to be there. And so, it's a good thing Piano Cat is a night owl, but you, she probably hasn't been. Your Bitcoin bank account's probably very low at this Thanks, point. Because I have <laughs> now that I have to do this with you, I'm having to do morning camming, and we know how well that does. The tip, oh, wow. shit, by the way. <laughs> when my the dad gets better, you need to send Chelsea Mar a bill. <laughs> I'm like, boop, 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 boop. I know you had cancer. But I need to get paid. <laughs> My, what the fuck is Bitcoin? Uh, <laughs> I need two Bitcoins for every client I lost. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. All right. So I think that's it for announcements, right? Um, yeah. So you guys, we're, we're going to skip uh, Kalani and Asuelo and come back to them. But because um, that was a good story. Let's move on to, I was saying before, 
people who have regrets or not regrets or just people who are just obnoxious in general. And that's Sinjin and Tania. I'm, I must say I'm really happy that as the finale of this episode, I was able to find some hate in my heart again for her. Um, <laughs> she was making me feel way too supportive of her moves. It really does. Um, you know, Tania really is at her worst slash her best whenever she talks about her experience and feelings. Oh, oh. you know what? And Sendin's kind of just as bad now. I really, I feel like, and this is weird because I know we on the first season, on their first season, we really liked him and we really hated her. But you're exactly right. He's just as bad in a different way. He really is. They actually, in a way, in a way, they're too similar. It, yeah, but but in a in a but in a completely opposing way. Uh, well, their 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 core values and what they want to have in their life is very different. But the way they go about it, in a way, is very similar. With this kind of like, I'm so they both. You know, we used to talk about this. I'm so chill and uh, Tania. I'm so this and I'm so. I'm so loosey goosey, but she's actually super panicked inside. Yeah. Whereas Sinjin, actually, he's kind of so anxious and panicked. He chooses never to make a decision. Right? They are. Yeah. They are the epitome. <clears throat> I'm going to read millennials right now. They are the epitome of every millennial who I've had to work with who can't make a motherfucking decision. They have to ask a thousand questions. Because you know, like Julia Cass, you come for Poodle. You come for Poodle, <laughs> no, and you shade him because you are the exception. Girl. Come for me. I lo- but I will say the the millennials who I've had to work with, or just in general, there is a there is a reluctance to make a decision until you hear all the information. Like here's every side, and then only then, when someone gives you their opinion, can you make a decision. Um, it's because they're almost deluged with, so we have, if you have a question, you go to Wikipedia. If you do something, you Google it and you get a thousand responses, which is why they can't, they're paralyzed. They can't make a decision. So maybe it's a generational thing, but these, we had an encyclopedia Britannica and you got one answer and that was it. (laughs) You knew that like the, the, the. The the main export of Ecuador was guano. <laughs> it's not. It's not, by the way. That's not true. I think it's probably coffee, the main export of, uh, or um, child brides. <laughs> or child brides. We actually. No one's going to come for me. We actually never had, um, I shouldn't say Britannica. We had Funkin' Wagnalls. <laughs> That's what we had. Um, we bought our encyclopedias literally from the grocery store that was sitting there and you could get one, you bought one every month. And I remember my mother buying volume by volume by volume and I devoured everyone. By the way, I said that so breathlessly, I devoured everyone. <laughs> if you want that as your new ASMR. She's a fastidious homosexual, everyone. <laughs> fastidious to the core if you want that as your asmr i devoured them devoured <laughs> scare me oh you scared me um you know, do you remember though how because y'all 
not everybody could afford encyclopedias. So it, like if you had an encyclopedia in your house, that was seen as like, like I remember it was very important for my parents to get that for us because it was showing that they valued education and like too. my brother and I going to college yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I remember that. And my mother bought one every month at Winn-Dixie when it came out. <laughs> Where's your beef? I believe <laughs> I believe I don't know what who it wasn't Funk and Wagnalls. Uh, it might have been Britannica or like World Book or some World Book. I think yeah. we might have had World Book too. Um, yeah. But y'all, I love the encyclopedia because I was one of those kids who loved learning. I just would read the encyclopedia, read the dictionary. I needed to know it all. Um, I wasn't as bad as you, but I used to actually actually look through them as well mainly for the sex stuff so i could see a picture of a dick <laughs> you know after going to we went to this thing in the afternoon and in, in metal and in, in uh, elementary school called gt was gifted and talented and if you had gifted and talented for us we were bust to this like uh we were bust to this uh kind of like portable at the beginning at the middle of the county for with this uh uh in 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 with this class with this crazy teacher with these weird ideas who we learned about art and we learned about STEM. We learned like fixed projects. There were, it was this kind of weird America trying to make a weird super force of children. Um, and wow. we supposedly, and the first day Miss Hyatt, our teacher said, you all, you all are here because you have some of the highest IQs in your class. Um, we never told, we were never told what it was. And my mom, when she found out who our teacher was, she's like, Oh, went to high school with her she was such a bitch (laughs) wow and so uh and when she found out who my mother was she's like oh me and your mother had quite a relate we 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 were we were rivals in high school and i'm like makes sense but she did like me but i remember that was the woman who she exposed me to art for the first time and fine art We, we did this whole project called van gogh i was probably like fourth fifth grade and that was that kind of wet my appetite for this is what learning is because my regular school we learned barely nothing and that oh, i rem- i remember i remember i was looking forward to all those classes all that being said when we would be we get done with that we would have to i'm glad your hands on your head like you were just basically waiting for me to get done with this story <laughs> I mean, I don't know what is with you this week, but it's like the roles have switched. Um, I am a very verbose. <laughs> so we had to finish our homework and it would be, there was a set of encyclopedias and we would look up sex stuff because we didn't know. We were like all fourth and fifth grade. Um, and then we, and then because none of our parents in the South ever told you about sex, you had to like learn about it in sex ed beforehand. And when my mom tried to tell me, I was like, I've already heard about it. There's a penis and there's a vagina and there's all this. She's like, okay, good for me. <laughs> and you See, penis, suffer. Vagina. <laughs> I don't think the vagina has anything to do with anything. Right. Because she just went, sure. What are we having for dinner? Cube steak. Good. Cube steak. <laughs> good. Chicken Kiev. <laughs> okay. Let's jump, let's jump back in. So basically they're they're leaving today. And at first off, it's like I'm interested in your take on this. What do you think of Sinjin's family? Because they're eating, he's eating with his family, his sister and mom. And it's kind of like, 
I kind of had a problem with his family because they're basically making him feel shitty and horrible for leaving and basically saying he's going to miss out on so much. And I feel like we've already covered this. I think this is all very representative of who Sinjin is and why he is who he is. Uh, And I think... One of our I thought one of too. our South African sissies told us this that Sinjin is this kind of like Yahoo boy who has been spoiled in this Cape Town upbringing, and he's never uh, and as opposed to Ronald, who kind of grew up in a tougher area, and especially mm-hmm. and both these people are white men, so they're going to have all of the and even his friend Andrew, who looks black maybe is mixed, definitely came from a higher position. Because uh, his mother even says they're talking to him, and she says, like, he's like, I'm tempted to stay here. I don't know. Yeah. And they're basically, the family has no desire for him to go. And the mom was like, Well, are you going to be with her? Is that part of your journey? And yeah. you're like, Well, that's where you use that fucking terminology. But to me, it feels like, <clears throat> and maybe they're doing that, but it's like, I don't know. I just feel like if you, I I think I take marriage more seriously than they do. I just kind of feel like, and I'm not saying people that get divorced don't take marriage seriously. I'm just saying in this case, it just seems they seem like they're almost breaking up. Where I'm like, no, bitch, you got a tattoo. You're married, so you're getting divorced if you don't. It's a commitment you made. I the reason why I don't think the parents take their marriage seriously is because it's a it was a nine month. It was a it was a nine day marriage, so I don't feel. I feel like the parents know, and they admit they got married too early. Um, and I, I see the parents' reaction and the sister and the brother as Tania basically being the anti Sinjin in his attitude, and all the other because he's. I think he's the golden boy of his family. And, oh yeah, and he's he's the prized one who is like always the the free spirit. He's the funniest. He holds them all together, and yeah. they see him as kind of their goat. And that's who they're. And they really they really wanted someone who would knock them off their socks, who would knock off their socks, knock their socks off. What is the expression? <laughs> knock their socks off. That's it. And well, uh, you bit off more than you could eat. <laughs> What is the expression? Knock off socks. Knock socks off. Um, and uh, we, and I don't think Tania ever did that. And because I really believe Tania was just a girlfriend who stayed. Let me say that again. Yeah. It was a girlfriend uh, or like a hookup who stayed. And they just kind of, he, for him, he got used to it and she challenges him because Tania, you guys, Tania is very intelligent. Tania yeah. can push his buttons and figure out Sinjin's kind of smart, but really not. He's not really she's, smart. Sinjin, uh, Tania will always win in that relationship because she's smarter than he is. And Tania, knows, a lot. Tania knows exactly what she needs to say um, to keep him on the line like a fish. And that's why they will always be together until 
either she cheats or he cheats and she says, no, I'm not having it. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's the way it'll be. In response to what you said about his family, I think he's the golden boy. Um, she is exactly what that family never wanted. Uh, someone to take him away from them. Because No, I, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean... I feel like everything is so colonial in South Africa that they think no other place can be that great. And where they are is beautiful. But um, I'd be interested to hear from other South African sissies where it's, if it's like kind of like America, you're like, why would you go anywhere else? It's beautiful here. You know, it's wonderful in South Africa, especially in Cape town. Cause it looked gorgeous. They're right on the, they're right on the ocean. Um, they, they definitely come from privilege. This family does. You would have so much sex there. I would. <laughs> I will say, Sinjin's accent, I love. Ronald's accent makes me want to, like, uh, like chew nails. There's something about it. But it is, think about it. Remember last season, we wanted to fuck Sinjin, and now I'm like, no. No, they're the same. They're they're both disasters. Um yeah. Yeah. I, Which let's get into that conversation of y'all. They decide to go and have some ice cream and they talk it out. Uh, um they don't really talk it out, but uh the, where is this? Um there he tells her he tells her it's, it's like it's really gonna be rough. But here's the thing too, you guys. Because it's Tania, she kind of demands that that both of them say everything they're feeling. This is one of the first problems. You don't need to say everything you're feeling. That's what some things you have to keep a little held back because it might affect the person you're with, or you need to figure out a way to say it so that it can be sound super diplomatic. What Sinjin said was, it's going to be really hard for me to get on that plane today. And so she has to deal with, she says later on, I know it's, I feel like I'm tearing you away from your family. So what happens is he makes her feel bad about taking him away. And then she feels bad. And then he feels bad that she feels bad. And it's this like circle of like, everyone's having feelings. And instead of let's, let's actually talk about something that really matters that we have really not a lot in common. Yeah, and I think it's almost even less of what they're saying, but more the intention behind it. Because, look, there's nothing wrong with sharing all of your feelings with someone if that's what you're comfortable doing. But it's the idea of, it's like when someone is, I've told people when they're upset at someone, they're like, well, I should just tell them. I should just tell her that she upset me. And I say, well, what is your intention in doing that? Yeah. Is it for them to know that they did something that pissed you off? Or is it for you is it for you to give them a better understanding of where you're coming from so y'all both can understand one another better and actually come up with solutions to fix it? And that's where Tania and, Salu and, Tania and Sinjin fail. They both are talking just because they want to talk, yeah. not because they want and they feel like they need to be heard, not because they actually want to understand the other person and fix something, what you're saying. It's that intention that is not good. That's a better way of saying it. And I totally agree is that they have, I think Sinjin has glommed on to her philosophy of, we just have to talk about everything yeah. we're feeling. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing, y'all, every feeling you have, 
I don't say to someone I'm dating, you know, I really want to fuck that guy at the next table. I just felt like I should tell you. Because <laughs> it's not going to go there, well for me. <laughs> there is this kind of can be like this, oh, I'm so, I'm so woke. I'm so informed that like, yeah. There is this telling of everything when y'all sometimes it's like I was saying earlier, if you're going to tell somebody, Hey, I really want to fuck that guy in the corner. Just because you're having that feeling, you're not really going to fuck them. You have no desire to fuck them. Yeah. Is that going to help that person or is that going to hurt them? That's a great way to approach communication, by the way. Um, And, uh, that's why this idea of I should, I, we share everything that when, when couples tell you that y'all, first of all, if they're a successful couple, bullshit. When you, if you hear that from someone, it says, we have no secrets from one another. That's different than we share everything. Mm-hmm. Um, some secrets and some thoughts are good because you know, one person would not be able to handle you saying it. Well, and it's also processing, look, I'm in a relationship and sometimes, or whatever, there I said relationship because they're in a relationship, but with anybody, you have these thoughts of like, oh, that person's stupid or this, and then sometimes you don't say it, and when you take that pause, you realize, you know what, that was really my own shit. Yeah. That wasn't even about them. I'm so glad I didn't say something to hurt them, because once it's said, it's cemented, and it always will be remembered. Yeah. So just know that y'all and know and know with human beings, uh, we don't, it's not like we're like elephants. We don't forget things. No. Like, and it's like the Maya Angelou. If you say something that's bad, people will remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And it's not like us. We can't remember. We may not be able to remember, uh, who sang, I think I'm on a roll here in Little Rock. It was Colin Ray, who I just remembered. But uh, uh, we, we will remember how bad you made us feel that we couldn't remember it. What happened to Colin Ray? Uh, the song, I think I'm on a roll here in Little Rock, or Little Rock, I believe, was all about his alcoholism. <laughs> and oh. I think he's still around. He was hot. I kind of wanted to bang him. But that goes for every country singer in the 90s. <laughs> what was it? Me- Wade Hayes? I wanted to bang Colin Ray? I wanted to bang uh, uh, the guy who was met, married to Kimberly. What's her name? Brad. Uh, what's his name? Brad. Brad Paisley. Yes, of course I wanted to bang him. There was something about them. It was because it, it was so transgressive. Because those were all boys who I grew up with. Oh, in two thousand eleven, he became the national spokesperson for the Terry Shavo Life and Hope Network. Oh. <laughs> So Colin Ray went to his <laughs> well, I'm just I have so many Terry Shavo jokes that I am refusing to tell right now, you guys. I no, you so can't. Many Terry Shavo jokes it's not it's not I'm funny to everyone. Away from. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, well, y'all. I'm like I'm no, trying no. to get us canceled by not talking about Terry Shavo. No, ACAS will come for us. Um, <laughs> godly. Y'all, so... Y'all, what's what's Terry Shavo's favorite, favorite meal? <laughs> Vegetables. <laughs> Poodle! <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> that is... 
I can't edit this out. Y'all come for Poodle. <laughs> come for Jake. Jesus. Come for me about that. I'm horrible because any y'all, anytime something is um is also offensive and, and hard to process, I go to humor and I just start laughing like a crazy person. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I think it we can go through the semantics, but basically the, the whole point of the thing was <laughs> I want to be with you in sentence like I want to change, but I don't know if I want to change. That literally is the gist of this whole fucking and, conversation. And she's like, I can't sit here and wait forever for someone else to change. And honestly, it makes me really angry because she's so fucking woke that uh, anytime she says anything that is the least bit kind of derogatory, it feels important. And that's what really bothers me about her. And the way she says things, she's remarkably, one of the reasons I have a problem with her, you guys, is she's, if I was debating her, she's a remarkable adversary. And I would love to go one-on-one with her in in like an argument. And I would like probably bone up on it for like three or four weeks because- What if she destroyed you? What would you That wouldn't happen. Nope. What if she did? Uh, you're my friend, so I would I would think you would uh know that I would. Oh, I'm on your side for sure. I'm on your side. She wouldn't destroy me. Um, first of all, if she if she got a couple of choice hits in, I would go for below the belt things like, uh, love your pink shirt, wear a fucking seatbelt, which she still wasn't wearing in the car. She said that she just moved it away from her boots, but it was behind her. Really? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Sinjin is very sad. Boy. I like that you actually just got a little mad over Tania over nothing after a total fake debate that you made up in your mind and Poodle's <laughs> already like, fuck her. No, I I would you know what? I would say, and I'm saying this dead on, if we were to debate or argue about something, it would be a draw uh-huh. because I respect that bitch. I don't like her but I respect her. She's a fucking force to be reckoned with. She's smart. She's very smart. I still fucking hate her. Fucking Tania. Um, so wow. Anyway, uh, uh, she, they're going, they leave. I feel like this whole storyline, you guys has been blown out of proportion as well. I feel like everything's been dramatic. And not yes. and not a lot of it's real. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Anyway, um, should we should we go ahead and do another one, or should we take a commercial now, or do one more? My eyes are clear and bright. <laughs> I love this song. I like the preacher from the Church of Christ. Church of Christ. I hated Catholics. Sorry that I cried when I talked to you last night. I think I'm on the road here in Little Boy, that song is sad. It's a it, that was a hit. That was a huge country hit. It was. That was the same that was, years. That was on the stations they called Positive Country. 
<laughs> Come at it. If you have stations where you all call it positive and uplifting country, that means positive. people talk about drinking and drugging and girls and whores. It's true. And on that note, I think we should take a commercial break, Bye. and we'll get and we'll get back to y'all later. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky plain. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and...
The Canadian Sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free. So you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself, never be ashamed Have hope and find your happy Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> I was just making sure you're pressing record because you never know. Um, Colt and Debbie are doing everyone's favorite mother and son activity, which is mm-hmm. clipping their fucking cat's claws. <laughs> and one like freaks the fuck out. Y'all, did, I thought I thought this was like for a groomer or a vet to do. Do you? Do, does anyone clip their cat's claws? Sissy used to do that with Booby. He did not like it. <laughs> but she did it. I think it can be easier for cats and harder for dogs because you can cut the dogs off their, their you can cut their nail to, down to the quick and then they bleed. Okay. 
Anyway, uh, Debbie's like, itty, itty, tiny, just a tip. Just a little tip of it. I'm like, that's something I've just heard before. Um, so they get some food. A guy delivers food. And then they sit down to eat. And Colt's like, oh, mom, what'd you get? She's like, well, I got a tiny chicken salad. Or whatever she had. And she's like, what'd you get? He's like, oh, I got some vegan mac and cheese. Vegan? And what does she say? What does she say, poodle? What? What did she say, Poodle? Vegan? 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 Mom, did you say gin? I'm thirsty, but we don't drink in public, remember? Don't worry, Pee Wee. We're going to go to the bathroom in a little bit. We're going to have a little, little hair of the dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm so glad that Debbie has Pee Wee, especially Me for too. in a minute. Um, and I've got to say, this is a couple, um, and I, we call them a couple because they kind of just act as one and they have little spats like one. This is interesting because I feel like, yes, Colt and Debbie are in some cycle. They need one another, but Colt will never find a woman as long as he's living with Debbie and has that kind of relationship with her. Um, but at the same time, this is maybe not the best way to go about it. Uh, no, and it's codependency. He's talking to his mom about all the things, but it's classic hashtag classic cult. Hashtag. And that it's funny how he's talking about her, how none of his girlfriends like his mom because of her behavior, yet and he says it's almost like we're in a relationship the way you act about me. But yet the way he talks to her is the way he talks about all the girls he's in relationship mm-hmm. of you're doing everything wrong. I'm doing nothing I'm wrong. I'm a victim. Um, yeah. And to be honest. I think I'm on a roll <laughs> here in Little Rep. Solid as a stone, baby, wait and see. God damn you. <laughs> Colin Ray, y'all. Um, hot. I wonder what he looks like now. Google a picture. I want to see. No, don't. Don't, I did. Don't, and I did. Oh, really? It's not good? You're not going to be happy with it. Don't do it. Y'all, age is a brutal thing. <laughs> it is. It is. And I just found out uh, my uh, middle school janitor, Tiny Carter, passed several uh, years ago, which I assumed because she was, I thought she was like in her 60s, but turned out she was only 58 when she was my janitor. Um, wow. We had a um, whole discussion about my janitor, Tiny Carter, on, on the... On Darcy and Stacy. Um, <clears throat> I will say that um, I'm not going to get that time back from that story. <laughs> we had a whole other discussion <laughs> on the Sissy Squad today, and there were pictures posted because people people said there was someone, you're a fucking a- idiot, because someone said, I need to hear more about Tiny Carter. So you know what? Wrong. <laughs> you're, uh, oh, good, my postmates. What's beeping? My Postmates is coming in five minutes, so I'll pause it. <laughs> Y'all, it's not my fault we have to do this around dinner time because I'm on hair fucking schedule. That's fair. Um, so y'all, they're having some mac and cheese. And so he's having uh, gen mac and cheese. It is. And so Debbie's basically like, well, you don't talk about your feelings when you're depressed. You don't talk about it. So 
let's be on. She says, let's be honest with another, with the one another from right at right now. And then Colt is honest and she didn't like it. Yeah. Well, he basically says, she says, I feel like she didn't, uh, she, she just didn't, she just won a green card and citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, I feel like I don't have any privacy at all. And, and she's like, okay. And, and she's like, I just want you don't don't in, interfere brazenly in my affairs. And she's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and so basically, he's blaming every bad relationship you guys on her, on and, her, and Debbie's right to be upset. And Debbie's like sitting there looking at him, like, <laughs> what did I do? What did I do to make this? He, and he's like, treat me like a man. Which I was so fucking grossed out by. Yes. He's like, don't do my laundry. Don't. And she's like, well, I guess I'm not going to make the bed. And I'm like, uh. Like, it's a cold and hell for I'll do his goddamn laundry again. <laughs> if my mother consistently did my laundry and made my bed, being the age that I am now, after the age of 30, I did not want, no, after the age of like 25, I did not want my mother making my bed. That's weird. When I'm, when I'm home visiting my parents, I have to do my own laundry because my mother said, I did your laundry for how many years when growing up, you're going to have to do it your own fucking self. I mean, if my mom, if I'm home, if I ask my mom and she does it like as a favor to me, but it's like, it's like bringing home surprise pizza. Yeah. It's a favor. It's not. It's not what the fact that he expects this. I'm like, dude, you're fucked up. Like, if you want to be a man, which is stupid. So let's just put that with a better word. If you want to be an adult, then Colt act like a fucking adult. Right. And and he she even says, well, he's like, I just need to find out who I am. Like again, he's acting like Eric. You know, do you see a pattern with uh, Larissa's uh, men? He's acting for the camera and he's like, I just need to find out who I am. And she goes, well, why don't you find out who you are? Then I could, then you can find out who I am. Well, no, cause he's, yeah. Cause he said, I feel like we don't have a friendship. Yeah. Um, you guys, I, I'm going to tell you something. If you're out there and you've told your mother that she hurt you or that she fucked up or that she did something and your mother looks at you and says in a genuine way, I'm sorry. Let's fix that. What can we do together to fix that? You're one trillionth of per- percentage of people who have that experience. Right. Every oh. other mother is going like even my mother. I mean, I mean, can you imagine if you said this to Mother Poodle? <laughs> <laughs> If I said any of this, first of all, she would have walked away from the first sentence. She would have cashed in her chips. And she was like, well, I guess I don't know anything. I guess I'm a bad mother. (laughs) And you know what? Any mother worth her salt would have walked away after a little bit. Debbie is being remarkably patient. She is. My mother probably would have sat through it and then said, well, I guess. And then. I guess that's if that's how you feel, but you just don't understand what it was like trying to raise two boys single by myself. And oh man, it would have been 
You know, my mother it, never my mother never goes for that kind of like self pitying thing. She, but it's always tinged with anger. It's like, well, guess I'm a bad mother. I guess I'm a bad your mother. It's different when your when your parents get divorced and your mom's a single mom. That's a whole yeah. other ball game. Um, so I'll oh found that I call first of all, mother poodle would say, "Oh, you want to be your own person?" If I was having to live with her, okay, fine. I will stay out of everything. Okay, I'll. You know what? <laughs> doing to move out. Do you doing to get your own thing? You know what? You won't even see me. If you bring someone back here, I'll be like in the in my room hiding. Um, I'll I won't even talk to anybody. I'll be like a knot on a wall. Exactly. You won't even, you won't even see me. And she's like, if you do, you want to. I fine. I won't make your bed. I won't do your laundry. You know, we we won't even talk. Would you prefer that? We won't even talk. Uh, that's not Colt's like would have handled the situation. I do respect Debbie when Colt said, "Are you mad at me?" And she goes, "Yep." <laughs> and she's like, "I need to go to the restroom." Um, and she goes to the restaurant, and then and then y'all, we didn't see this, but we have a conversation. <laughs> Between Mother Debbie and Pee Wee, her facial mole in the bathroom and scene. He's a crazy boy. He thinks he can get. He thinks he can talk to Mother Debbie like that. We'll see about this. Okay. Are you Are you okay, Mom? No, I'm not okay. I've been I've been really Pee Wee. He really my son really hurt me. Um, tell me you'll always be there for me. I'll always be there for you, especially if he's out of the way. Pee-wee, are you telling me we should murder Colt? I didn't say it. I just thought it. Why is your voice getting strangely scary, Pee-wee? Because you want to listen to me, Mama. You want to listen to me, Mama. (laughs) Okay, we have to stop this. I'm freaked out myself. I'm going to cut his brick line. And scene. Who? I just went to a dark place as an actor, and I'm scared of myself. <laughs> I kind of loved it. It's usually <laughs> me doing that. Wow. No, go get your fucking Postmates. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Um, Who are we, we have, talking about? We have we have one more couple to talk about, and oh. that is Kalani and Asuelo. Bravo uh, to TLC for... For constructing this story because it was, it was highs and lows and roller coasters to go. This was hard, you guys, because this was the most in between. I think this is the most compelling arc of any story this season. This went for from sure. Kalani kind of going, whoa, I don't know what my husband is into. And then like to the deepest lows, then highs again, then lows. And I think you guys, I think Kalani might leave her husband. Um, and I think most, most people out there want her to, um, so can you I, imagine just, ra- being I just married, raised my hand. Can you imagine being married to fucking a Swalu and dealing with that fucking family? He's a good, he's money good. Bags. I don't know why he's a good, I was going to say he's a good in bed. He's a good in, he's a good with the salami. You know what it is? It was, it's just a mistake. <clears throat> like. She fucked him on vacation. He was a fuck boy. Don't marry your fuck boys, y'all. 
You know, this is no. a prop. This well, this is a problem for in her situation. We haven't seen this season yet, but from what people have told us, there is, um, there is, uh, there is because of this religious, and um, this is kind of what I think can be a problem sometimes. With I'm not saying women and men can save themselves for marriage. However, though, when people save themselves, and then the person either maybe Wait, not happen. Yeah, exactly. I know you wouldn't know. Just a second. But like they not really save themselves, but sometimes it's they maybe wait really a long time to have sex. And a lot of times that's great. You get to know somebody. Yeah. You But at the same time, too, when you there is something freeing about fucking someone on the second date because you have sex is important in my relationship, but it's not the thing that bonds us together i actually feel like the things that bond me in a relationship are the emotional points but because of them they have the sex and then the baby and it they she came from this religious bringing of well you have to marry the father of your baby this is what you have to do and they're in the middle of fucking utah and it's just it's just not the you i agree with you so you're just so right that this was a mistake and y'all if you're out there and if you're a new mother or a well, I was going to say father, but really, if you're a new mother and you feel like you have to marry the baby daddy, if you're not 100% into that, you don't have to do it. Agree. Um, so they're going to take money bags and Rosa to the airport. And uh, we, we and she's like, I don't want to hug Tammy. I don't want to see her. Girl, same. I'd rather not hug anyone. Um, Tammy, Tammy, Tammy's a bitch. <laughs> um, anyway, so they're at the comfort and executive suites somewhere, been there. Um, and of course, Mama Asuela was like, Oh, hello, sing song song, and she's like, Whatever is broken is now fixed. And we find out that Tammy left without saying goodbye. And so I would like to do a dramatic reading of Mama Asuelo's last words to the uh, couple. And it involves Kalani Asuelo. Take care of the kids. And I, Kalani, that is my son. I miss him. Now, we are ready to go to the airport, but please. You say the best things in life are free. You can get them to the birds and bees. I need money. Money. That's what I want. We don't have a rights to that song. Wow. I need money. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious when she said that. I mean, she said it was a joke, but it was I still, don't think it was a joke. I don't uh, think it was either. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's when she said that and they went, and come uh, on like, bitch, please. I I just want to back up to where Asuelo said, I'm hoping the goodbye with my family will go smooth and not see my wife beating up my sister. <laughs> and I just put hashtag 
that's country. It is. No, um, it was. She was great. I I realized I love it. I hope this doesn't sound racially insensitive because I don't mean it. But with the translation, Kalani's wife always sounds like a high priestess or like a king or queen making declarations. Who? Kalani's wife? Or Kalani's wife. I'm sorry. Asuelu's mom. Oh, yeah. She always does. Yeah. I leave you now. She does. And we will be happy forever. But first, can I have a withdrawal from Kalani ATM? <laughs> but before we... Before we venture on, tell me your Bitcoin password. <laughs> it is. I will Actually, say, she would say, tell me the password of the Bitcoin. I will say, I feel like she asked and it was kind of a, even if she was joking, she, if they would have given her money, she would have taken it. <laughs> she would say, I was kidding, but I'll take it. Y'all, this bitch is one of the most ridiculous characters in all 90 Day. She's like at both the same times a villain and ridiculous. Um, and yeah, uh, I've had fun screaming. I want money. She Uh, wants them to forget Tan or forgive Tanny because Tammy just fucking left. She just left without talking to him. Um, but so anyway, so they leave. That's why she says, Buy my room. Thank you for everything. Again, that is very. Goodbye, room. It's it's just so like like I just want you to sit on a chair and just boss me around. It's a she's a weird person, and she I is. and I don't know if she's just so Samoan that we just have no frame of reference. Well, uh, she's kind of like that weird grandma in Moana. Yeah, a little bit. Um, she's if if. If Falk, if William Faulkner was Samoan, she would have written that he would have written this character. Was Moana about American Samoa? Uh Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, it's about Hawaii. That's what I thought. Um, so anyway, they are a few weeks later, um, and they're out to dinner. The, the her parents have the kids. Kalani, they're ordering drinks. Kalani gets nachos, and Swayla's like, What is this? What is this dish? What is this? What is this dish? And she's like, nachos. And y'all, they're like at Bill and Barb's. Yeah. <laughs> they're like at some <clears throat> just regular, like maybe a Ruby, not even a Ruby Tuesday. They're at like a Ruby Mondays. It's a step up. It's a step up from like, like, a, like it's a step up from a nice Chili's. Um, just a step up. Just a step up. But they have this waiter who's so excited to be on camera. <laughs> Well, this waiter is definitely uh, a mixologist. He loves talking about all the drinks he can make. And that sh- I can tell you that the old fashioned he made her was too sweet. I can tell you that now it looked too sweet. He likes to shake the thing, shake her for exactly 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did someone just text me? It's probably they it's were not- thumb up in your dick pic. <laughs> Everyone's like, hey. where's the piano cat? Where's the thing of my Hey, like the Hey, hey. rocking in a rolling in a whatnot. Bonds, you're so cool. Shut up, Ralph Mouth. Um, where were we? Uh so anyway, there's they're there at the restaurant 
He doesn't like jalapenos. She suggests, why don't we get some pens and paper? We can do our therapy homework. And they're talking about their household duties. And he writes all the stuff that's like, I'll take care of the outside. I'll take care of my stuff. I'll wash my dishes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and sometimes watch the kids. She's like, so I have to take care of me and the babies. He's like, yeah, what's wrong with that? And you just do your stuff. And honestly, and I'm not saying I agree with him here, y'all, but from everything we've learned about fucking Asuelu, it's going to be like like to shake him and rattle his head around that he understands he has to do half and half with Thor's. He just, they need to break it down to a level. She needs to say, you do exactly what I tell you. That's going to be the only way. Why is she, why is she expecting the, expecting miracles from him that he's never giving her evidence of? Yeah. And I, and I feel like that's culture for him because it's, it seems like Samoan culture is so patriarchal that the men do very little of domestic duties. Yeah. And she's wanting 50, 50. Oh yeah. And, and I don't think he, he'll never be able to, to imagine that um, uh, in theory. So she'll only have to tell him, this is what you need to do. And he's like, okay, I'll make it work. And if you tell him exactly what he needs to do, he'll do it. Um, in theory. Uh, but I will say, and he's like, I'll do it. Fine. Whatever you want. You are the pineapple of my life. <laughs> you are the pineapple of my life. That's why I'll always do the chores. I'm raking the apples. <laughs> I mean, who has fucking apples that they have to rake? Yeah, I feel like he does. He rakes the apples so he can be alone. Is it? Yeah, is it crab apples? You think? Uh, I think it's real apples. Remember when you thought crab apples would be good like apples, and they weren't. Uh, I needed it one time of eating a crab apple, and it was sour and awful. They're not good at all. No, at the one time. Uh, so you guys, that's a country story. <laughs> like there's some people from New York right now. They're like, what the fuck is what that? Crab apples. Um, so anyway, so she sees some kind of hope in this, that they're, they're starting to talk. Cause they are at dinner, like laughing and, and you kind of, I wrote, I'm like, oh, you can see why they are attracted to one another. Right. But y'all. And- Three months later. Three months later, we're in fucking pandemic times. And y'all, she's just beating her face just to soothe herself. Y'all, pandemic time, it is, this is a magnifier. It's like what, this is going to, it's just going to bring out what is already there that you can't run away from. Right. Good and bad. Um. So they've been fighting, of course, and he's going out with his friends and playing volleyball. And she's like, are you intentionally trying to expose us to COVID? Because he thinks if he's well, he won't get COVID. Um, Again, it's like he's some kind of weird Islander mindset that is just like, I'm fine. I'm a man. (laughs) Well, also, he is the hero of his story. Yeah, we've talked about that before. He is Mm -hmm. the hero. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and they had a big fight about it. So she basically says, go to your fucking mom's. Go to Moneybags. And you know what? Uh, she got him. She bought a one-way ticket down a westbound train. Remember that song? Yes, but not a train, a flight. Same thing. <laughs> Shout out to Leanne Rhymes. Uh, so, but but the reason why they had a big fight is she has a tracker on his phone, which I guess you need. First of all, if someone had a tracker on my phone, that would be it. Um, that would be the end. If some, if I found someone had been tracking me, because yeah, but that, sometimes she has to do that because Asuelu could be walking down the street and then see a butterfly and follow it and end up in Missouri. <laughs> I I totally agree with you. I'm just saying if it was me and someone says, yeah, I installed a tracker on your phone. I went, you did what? And that would be the end of it. But you're right. I'm different than a Swaloo. Yes. In many ways. Um, but. And if you need to install a tracker on your significant other's phone. You've already lost. You've already lost. You don't yep, need to be I agree. with them. I agree. <laughs> Um, so she says to her mom, she's sitting there talking to her mom in the bed, you know, I really don't see the point in being married anymore. And the mom's like, I support you in anything you do. And basically she wakes the Swelo up at 317 in the morning. And she says, I honestly don't know if I'll miss him. So, wow. And she even says in the, in the immortal words, Sometimes love just ain't enough. We said that, bitches. Mm-hmm. Kalani is a pretty crier. She is. And I will say this, y'all. Hierarchical-wise, love is in the middle of the pack for making a relationship work. It's in the middle compared to trust, compared to uh, meeting each other's needs, uh, love is definitely in the middle. It's, I think it's really important to when and you're in a relationship, the definitions of love can go all over the place. Trust, responsibility, um, being a good person. Those are things that are more, those are more defined in our culture. And we know more what those things, we don't need the explanation for that. Love is, I think can have more, it can just be an array and in good ways and bad. And I think as a couple talking about like, what is love to you? What does love mean to you? Cause often it, love is encompasses those other definitions we talked about But for I bet you, Asuelo and Kalani have never had that conversation. And to each, of, each of them. Yeah. Cause love for her are these kind of action oriented things of how you act. Love for him is just, we said, I love you. That's love. Yep. Yeah, y'all, he's just Simple Jack. I, I hate to say that. He is fucking Simple Jack. And you know what? Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more. I remember that song the first time I heard it. It's what you say? Speaking uh, of. You're acting like that song hasn't been on that long. That song's like all the way back in the 60s. You know what? You're older than me, so you were in high school when it came out. I, uh, um, y'all. That 
that's what I want. <laughs> I've been singing that for day. Been singing that ever since I watched this episode, and I was like, the best thing that like a free. <laughs> that's what I want. Money, give it to me. Oh, poodle. <laughs> You're going to miss her like you miss Britani. I'm going to miss her so much. I'm going to miss Mama Swelu. I already miss Britani. Um, I'm going to honestly miss, I'm going to miss, uh, I'm going to miss Andre's uh, sister-in-law, Ema. Oh, oh, she is gorgeous so gorgeous. She is so gorgeous. Yeah. I, I won't miss any of the main characters, though. Because we're going to see them again. No. I might miss Andre's beautiful shirtless body. I hope no one of importance listens to this episode. Because we've just blown like $10,000 in music. <laughs> I was going to say, we've just spent a lot of money. We just spent a lot of money. Y'all, if this episode mysteriously mysteriously goes down, you know why. And I swear to God, y'all, if someone there says, yeah, they played Spotlight, they played Money, that's what I want, I will deny, 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 and call you a fucking liar. We'll block you. We will officially block you. All right. That said, though, let's jump in and listen to our Sissy Spotlight, shall we? Hey, Maddie and Poodle. Congratulations on one year. I love your show. Just wanted to let you know when I was listening this week, you guys were talking about Oklahoma and Texas and how they're different. And I actually lived in Oklahoma for four years and went to school, college there. And my history teacher was talking about how when she was in college, there was a social, um, I think it was a geographical sociologist that actually said that Oklahoma and Texas are their own like separate regions, like they're their own entities outside of the rest of the country. I guess apparently there's social regions throughout the country, and there are actually their own little islands in the middle of the country. So I thought you guys might find that interesting. And just keep up the good work. Keep going, Queens. Love your show. That was such a cool history lesson, you guys. An unnamed sissy. I would, I agree with this. I've told people before, again, y'all, Poodle can validate. No one believes these stories about Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma is the upside down, (laughs) y'all. All kinds of shit happens there. All kinds of shit. (laughs) It's true. It's true, y'all. I think even more now because I'm home a lot and I'm telling Poodle all these things. Every night before we start our podcast, we do a little check-in. And his face usually is just horrified. <laughs> I just, I get to a point where I can't handle any more of the Oklahoma stories. <laughs> anyway, y'all, we're going to have a lot. We're going to have a lot. Thank you for that sissy shout out. We, I love these shout outs have become like historical. Sometimes yep. they're, thank you. Sometimes they're building other sissies. If yep. you're in our Gatreon and you're on the top Gatreon tier that come at us here. Come you, at us. I should send that. I'll send that number out again soon um, because we changed it up. Yes, you can call us and leave a one-minute voicemail. We do prefer if you leave your screen name just so we know that you're not like somebody who canceled five months ago and now you're just still calling because you're a thirsty bitch. Yeah, that happens. And you know what? I don't really have a real problem with that. 
But you know what we don't have problems uh, with? Anyway. Sissy shout outs. No, we do not. Um, let's, I'll start with my sissy shout out. My sissy I'm shout e out. and F. Like Ephraim and Frank. My sissy shout out. Thank you for that. By well, thinking we needed to hear that. Seven, bro- seven brothers. Those, oh. were the bro- those were the brothers on Frank wasn't one, was he? Yep, Ephraim, Frank, and Gideon. I was getting Gideon. Oh, it was A. Was it really A B A B C D E F G? You're kidding me, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, the all the men and all the women that. Well, I don't know if the women, Adam. but all the brothers. Adam. <sighs> Sorry, y'all. I'm gonna have. We're to not. Move. We're not listening to brides from the brothers from Seven Brides from Seven Brothers. Why not? No, no. Why would no. you not? Why would you not? Talk about. Because why? Because you know, it's a beautiful hide wherever I you And I want to eat my Postmates, bitch. It's Adam, Benjamin. Benjamin was the hot one. Caleb, Daniel, Ephraim, Frank, and Gideon. Well, my life is complete knowing that. Um, so can I just do mine? Sissy shout out. Sure. My sissy shout out goes to... Aaron Scheinbach. Aaron Scheinbach. Like a beer. Like Shiner. Okay. And you know the, like Scheinbach beers. Isn't that a beer? Um, maybe. You know the weirdest thing now that I said that? Oh, God. Uh, it, it goes along with this story. Aaron, Aaron Scheinbach considers herself quite the beer aficionado so so that she is creator her own brewery at her home oh and the weirdest thing the weirdest thing is that she names the breweries she names her 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 beers that she creates in her basement after uh her second love is basketball so she's like, this is Alan Iverson's ale. <laughs> this is Shaquille O'Neal's stout. Everything is alliterative because she's a fucking grammar nerd. I want uh, you to keep going because there's only like three more basketball names that you know. <laughs> there's um, Christian Leitner's lager. Um <laughs> Let's see. Um, there's uh, 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 LeBron James's uh, ale. <laughs> That's the four. That's the. <laughs> you should have done lager, LeBron lager. Well, I said lager earlier. I didn't want to repeat oh. myself like you just did. But thanks well, for but you, but you broke your form. Thanks for listening to me. I appreciate it. Um. Anyway, Aaron Pippen Pilsner. That's there you go. She loves basketball and beer. And weirdly, she got this this like brainstorm to do this when she was at a basketball game and some crazy fan just like soaked her with beer while someone like threw a three-pointer and she had an orgasm. <laughs> and she knew she had to combine both of them. And every time she drinks a basketball player named beer, like Allen Iverson Ale, 
she gets off because she thinks about him sinking it in the net and it going, and that guy throwing beer on her. And so, because sometimes she doesn't get off with her husband, she finger bangs herself to beer. It's a sweet ending. It's a sweet story. That's Aaron Scheinbach. <laughs> it's fine. I'm so sorry, Aaron Scheinbach. You know um, what? It's good. Our next sissy shout out. So letter F. And this goes out to Patty Fairfax. Last name rhymes with Fenkins. Patty Fairfax Fenkins. I don't think you can do middle names. We haven't done that yet, but I guess you're choosing to do it. We are now. I saw the F. You know why? Because Patty Fairfax Fenkins will only answer to Patty Fairfax Fenkins. (laughs) Y'all, if you call her Patty, she won't hear. Patty! Patty! I just showed that brother video to my brother last night. If you call if you call her Fairfax, mm-mm. if you call her Miss Fenkins, if you're nasty, she still won't respond. It's gotta be Patty Fairfax Fenkins. Y'all and Patty Fairfax Fenkins. She likes to make um planters for okay. she's obsessed. She went to anthropology. And she saw that they had all these little succulents planted in these cute little things. But they were like $40 for a succulent. And she said, that's ridiculous. And as someone who's written many a company and has talked to many a manager, because Patty Fairfax Fenkins likes to be heard, she decided, I'm going to make my own. So she started using, um, collecting the 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 top side of she she is a she's an aficionado or no a, a savant at finding the tops of medicine cups that we all lose. Oh, I always lose them. You know what I'm talking about? Pepto Bismol, Robitussin. I lose them. I just Ni- drink the bottle. Nyquil, literally. <laughs> Nyquil. Where's the cap? Nobody knows where the cap. I is. just throw them away. Patty Fairfax Fenkins knows where they are and she finds them and she plants little succulents and she's mastered the art of making her succulents look like little erect penises. Oh. So y'all, if you want a succulent garden of erect dicks, call Patty Fairfax Fenkins at Patty Fairfax Fenkins dot play. <laughs> Dot fuck. <laughs> well, she thought it would be, she was like, her to her husband, Tom, she's like, Tom, I think that's playful. And he was like, all right, honey. Because when you're married to a wife that you have to call Patty Fairfax Finkins, you know you can't tell her shit. When are we going to get, uh, when are we going to get 90 gays dot fuck? <laughs> uh, never. Oh, uh, anyway, that's the show, y'all. That's the show. That's a two-parter. That's a two-parter. Listen, later on this week, Friday, we got our Bicurious coming up. It is Bridezilla's, the season premiere, season 13 premiere. And we've season one of of Toe for our Patreon. That's the, we'll have our first, uh, that will be our first. um, Tell-all. Our first tell-all, part of the tell-all. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
So that's our Patreon. We'll be part one of season part one of season one of the other way toe. And what else? Anything, any other announcements? I think we've got, um, don't forget if you're in the Facebook group, the sissy squad, every Saturday night, we're doing our watching chats. Yes. Um, y'all. We had such a good time doing back to the future. Oh my God. I might do back to the future too on Saturday. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, that would be fun because I just watched that in the hospital. So you should do it. I'm not in the watching chats right now, so don't come for me because I can't be there. But I'm there in spirit. Um, also, we've got um, what else is it? I well, felt your spirit there, and I cast it out because <laughs> we're doing spells now. Um, I also want to remind people that, and we have a list. Don't we have a list of this at the top, y'all? We have s- several different off sissy off groups. Now, I just want to say they're not Break associated. With, yeah, they're not associated with us and Mimi met. Den Mother Jackie and Chris and Andrea don't have fucking time to moderate your no. shit. And neither and so, do Boodle and I. And there's there's a sober sissies group, there's a sissy accountability group. There's You're working like, on your health. Yeah. And and there's a lot of others. So you can you can probably just search those. If you search sissy, unless it's gonna be some kind of sex sissy thing, which you can probably see from the pictures. Or make a post in the squad and everybody will come at you with all the different yeah. groups. I think we have like I don't even know. I thought we had a list. There's like five different groups now. We really need to make an announcement and keep that at the top. Maybe we already uh, have. I don't know. Uh, you know what? Someone, some sissy come at us and I'll put it as an announcement. About it's what true. We, we also, um, I, I think we got that and we that. And lastly, y'all, we want to remind you, go to rockthevote.org because voting yes. is important. We Rock the vote will tell you where if you're if you want to vote absentee, you can vote uh, or vote by mail. Where how you need to vote at any point in the in any state in the U.S. But guys, we want you to vote because voting is the most important thing you can do right now. It is, uh, and you know I, we could have different politics. But if you vote and I vote, I'll talk to you about it. But if you have political opinions, and you don't vote. Shut the fuck up. You got nothing. You. To I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to talk to you. So vote and we all make our opinions heard and valid and it's important it is not as we know from 90 day fiance this does not happen in the rest of the world it's it's no. so it is a blessing so honor it yeah i think and that's, that's what right. we have to say right well we call these poop people <laughs> the french word for people we, we call these people Lonely Hearts Poodle because we aren't we all just Lonely Hearts looking for love in all the wrong places. Yes. And if someone tells you, you are the pineapple of my life, call us. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. 
Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 